The Insulone Podcast is brought to you by Cybionics, an emerging CGM brand that focuses on simplifying how individuals aged 18 and above monitor and control their blood sugar levels. Upon becoming available on the market, the Cybionics GS1 CGM has helped users worldwide navigate the complexities of diabetes management with more confidence and peace of mind. Thanks to Cybionics, now more people are able to view and share their real-time glucose data, receive customizable glucose alarms, and generate full AGP reports, all directly from an intuitive Cybionics app, empowering them with the necessary information to make better decisions about their health. Cybionics combines data accuracy and comfort of wear, which is important to us all, with a feature-rich app. The 14-day scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out cybionicscgm.com. How's it going? It's Owen here, and this is a bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast, Redefining Diabetes. Every week, we'll dip back into the episode archive and get you to think and reflect once more about some of the things we've learned from the podcast over the last few years. It could be some diabetic wisdom, advice, a great guest, or even a hypo story. So enjoy this bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast. So how did it feel then when you finally got to the top of Everest after all those years? I mean... It's amazing. I, I'm not going to lie to you. It's like, it's, it's a very powerful moment. It's joyful. It's emotional. Now you're, you're at the highest point. So that's the part that hurts the most physically. Um, and it's, it's kind of, it's funny cause you're, you're not there for a long time. I mean, I think we were on the summit for five minutes. Eh, that's uh, 300 seconds, you know, all that work. For, <laughs> and, and, and then it's the half mark. See, that, that, that is important and part of, of the answer here. Um, the summit is the half mark, and most fatalities happen on the way down. So, you, 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 I mean, you take a pause to, to be present and enjoy the moment for sure, but 300 seconds later, you're back to work and hard work. So, I, I, I think I remember, because you're mentally you're not fully there and you're suffering and, and uh, there's always that also that not pressure but you know you, you need to get out of there uh, as quickly as possible so it's like a birthday party you know imagine the coolest birthday party ever with all your favorite people in the world that would last for five minutes um, <laughs> so it's it's you can't <laughs> really enjoy it I do remember when we walked back into base camp several days later that memory is almost more vivid and powerful than the summit because that's when i knew we had made it bad accidents have happened not even in high altitude like i mean you're you're the final moments through the kumbu glacier and you're late in the year it's warmer stuff is melting and moving and and stuff can fall any time and and i mean people who have summited were lost there you know hundreds of meters away from base camp so but when we got to base camp that memory is so 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 clear and 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 and, and beautiful so what was that feeling like was this 
a sense of relief or was it a sense yeah. of pride? All of the above, right? Everything. It's it's hard to put a your finger on on on, on one thing you felt at, at the time. Yeah, you're immensely proud. I mean, you gotta ego is dangerous on those mountains, but you know you do something big. You gotta you gotta celebrate it. You gotta be proud and, and uh, allow it to to boost your confidence a little bit. I was also humbled. I I, I part of me, you know. Because I, <laughs> I suck in sports, always had that imposter syndrome. So, so I, I was just thrilled that the mountain decided that we would get to see the top. I understood what it meant to people with diabetes. The whole thing was built for that. And, and that was probably, if I had to pick one, uh, the thing that made me happiest, uh, knowing that thousands of kids around the world would would hear about this and, and go oh my god like if this is possible i can do anything i want that was the message um and, and that felt really 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 good to be able to reach the top and and deliver that message yeah absolutely i love that and i think what you do what you have done and what you continue to do epitomizes what i want this podcast to be and it's called redefining diabetes so that it can redefine what people think diabetes is societally and also what a diabetic thinks diabetes is or how it may restrict them and some of the things you have done and like i say continue to do are just phenomenal and i'd like to jump then into when you did the sahara race Mm -hmm. which was 250k through the sahara desert in five days mm-hmm. had you lost your mind at that stage <laughs> that was tough that was uh, physically because on Everest you, you spend a lot of time waiting and um, but what's tough is that you're always exposed uh, the, this hair race which is a fantastic experience that is just pure physical suffering because it's not long enough that your mind will <laughs> snap um, the, the finish line is close enough even on day one that your mind doesn't really go somewhere too, too dark. Uh, a little dark, but not too dark. <laughs> um, so, no, it was just something I really wanted to do. There was a big appeal because uh, it was 100%, you know, opposite and different from, from Everest and everything else I had been doing for the years prior. So that was the appeal, just to kind of, I don't know, start fresh, try something difficult and i knew i i wasn't gonna win that race of course um and i was really excited and looking forward to the the learnings and and i i had no idea what to expect that was appealing i wondered what i would learn learn that was appealing um and um it, it was great uh, big challenge diabetes wise because the race is almost 100% self-supported. So again, what you have is what you have. And on Monday morning, when you start the race, you you supply all of your food and you carry it. So you're going to run hard for a lot of hours every single day, like 5 to 15, 12 hours uh, more on the final stage, which is a double stage, 87K. Um, But yeah, you have you have a, a reserve of carbs and 
and you got to manage it. Um, so diabetes control and preventing lows becomes very, very, very important. And I'll say that that's the closest I've ever been to a cure because <laughs> I was on no insulin, um, not no insulin, but fumes. It was, it was uh, hilarious. And, and thank God we had a plan for that and expected that because you don't want to be going low all the time and going through your food and, and be out of food on day three. Thanks for listening to this bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast. And if you want to listen to the full episode, you can check it out in the description. Chat to you soon.